Well, before there was Dante, there was Iceland. (laughs) The Sagas of Icelanders are a group of about 40 prose tales from the medieval period. They describe the lives, the loves, and the feuds of Iceland's earliest inhabitants. The saga of Eyjall Skellagrimsson is the premier story of the collection. It follows Eyjall's life, from his adventures abroad as a young Viking to his old age at home in Iceland. In the saga, Eyjall is a brave warrior, a gifted poet. He's a devoted father, brother, and husband. He's also a psychopath. (laughs) He first kills at the age of seven when he drives his axe into the skull of another boy who's beaten him at a ball game. A born poet, he then stands by and composes verse about it, bragging that he's going to grow up to be a Viking. He does, obviously. Um, And it's hard to tell sometimes whether Eyjall causes more trouble by killing people or by composing poetry. Um, He often does both. And this relationship between violence and verse lies at the heart of his story. In fact, Eyjall bears a startling resemblance to the Norse god Odin, god of battle and poetry alike. They're both tall, they're both dark, they're both completely not handsome. Eyjall even has this strange habit of furrowing down his eyebrows in a threatening manner when he's upset. It's something that makes him look quite a lot like the one-eyed god. And Eyjall's story often seems to blur into stories about Odin, like the myth of the Mead of Poetry. So it's said, Odin stole the Mead of Poetry from a giant. He seduced the giant's daughter, and in return, she allowed him to drink the mead. Then, Odin turned himself into a bird and flew back to the citadel of the gods. But the giant spotted him on his way out and pursued him so closely that Odin didn't have time to land properly. He came flying in over the fortress walls, and because he didn't have time to stop, he vomited the mead out. And the gods waiting for him caught it in vats quite carefully. This mead, the vomit mead, we are told, was given to poets by Odin himself. So Eyjall Saga takes this myth and plays with it. One day, Eyjall and his friend Urvir arrive at the house of the king's steward. They're hungry and obviously thirsty because Vikings usually are. But the steward is busy entertaining the king. And he tries to fob the men off with a bit of bread and some whey. But Eyjall wants a real drink. So he gatecrashes the king's feast, and Eyjall and Urvir begin to drink, more more than the king, more than the steward, more than anyone else. Then Eyjall starts composing poetry about the steward. I don't want to lower the tone by repeating it here, but let's just say it's not the most complimentary verse in Old Norse literature. So the steward loses his temper. He poisons the drinking horn, and he hands it to Ulvir. As Ulvir raises the horn to his mouth, about to drink, Eyjall grabs it, he throws it aside, and then he stabs the steward in the stomach. The steward falls with blood pouring out of his stomach, And then poor Ulvir, quite drunk by this point, falls with vomit pouring out of his mouth. 
Eliot, of course, stands by and composes some poems about them. <laughs> this mixing of blood and vomit, alcohol and poetry is one I think Odin himself would be proud of. But Eliot doesn't stand by to glory in it. He runs off into the night. But a special relationship with Odin isn't all that it seems. Near the end of the saga, Ea's two sons are killed. Ea's an old man by now. He can't avenge them like a good Viking should. And he thinks, he fears, that his family line has come to an end. In a powerful and moving poem, he challenges Odin himself. He says, how can I compose poetry when my tongue is weighed down by grief? Why have you betrayed me? Why have the gods killed my sons? In the end, he can only take comfort in the one divine gift that is left to him, his poetry. Eyat is the ultimate anti-hero. He's arrogant, he's petty, he's, he's murderous, he's rude, he's really ugly. His sagas describe so many conflicts caused by his selfishness and his lack of sensitivity towards other people and his love of violence. But the saga never apologizes for his hero. I just wonder how it's possible to read about this homicidal bully from so long ago, from such a different time, and still like him. I think it's because Eyat speaks directly to the reader through his poetry. His verse is rich, it's intricate, it's deeply personal, it's so human. Through poetry, Eyat describes the world and our experience in it with, with a beauty and a complexity that makes him so difficult to dislike and so hard to ignore. That's why I think you should read his book.